there's something more involved here than winning and losing. Maybe even more than a career, maybe more than a legendary athlete, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. I've been battered, I've been beat, I've been scraped, and I've been cut, brother. I've been cut like a knife in my heart by many, many things, but always I got on my two haunches and rised up because I am the American dream and conquered all and came back from all, but this is just a little bit too heavy, road warriors. You should have made it a point to get both of them, daddy. Don't just get one. Don't take one limb. Don't take one heart. Don't take one ear. And don't take one eye. Because I'm breathing. That's the scary part for you. I'm breathing. That's the main thing for you. I'm breathing. You got to live with me breathing, baby. When I get up in the morning now and look out of one eye at my children, I think of you. Now, the world's title at Starcade, we're going to take that. But I'm going to take just a little bit and a whole lot from you, Road Warriors. And between now and then, if Sting has to carry me on his back down that aisle, if he has to drag me in a wagon, I'm breathing. You understand what I'm saying? You should have got it done. It's violence for the sake of violence. And now I will turn it around to my violence, my lightning bolt, my fire, my thunder. An eye for an eye. Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EMU. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Uh, Quick Death in Texas is the name of the episode today, and we'll explain yeah. why for the throwback. Ladies and gentlemen, episode... What was it? 431, I believe it is? Hey, 431. Now. Yeah, 431 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, December 3rd, 2021. I'm Phil. I'm Jay. Yes, and we're live. Actually, we're live on the rant unless something else is going on there. But we'll be live to tape later on anyway. <laughs> Snuck it in. Well, I mean, if I mean, they told me if there's nothing going on, I could take the feed. So I'm taking the feed. Taking the feed over. Taking the feed over on a Friday afternoon. Um, I have not seen you. We just played a little catch up. Yeah. You know, you've been running. Nice. You've been running on fumes. Literally. Has work been? I, I forgot to ask you about that. Work's work's been good. Yeah. Uh, you know. They're, as far as I know, guys are guys and gals um, are pretty much back to work for the most part. There's a few uh, exemptions. I don't even know they're, they're really the right word to say. Um, but for yeah. the most part, everybody's back to normal, you know, and uh, it hasn't really subsided, at least here uh, on the island. Um, no, no. But, uh, you know, just... Plugging away, man. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's funny because guys go, you know, like, ah, oh, you're making overtime or what have you. It's not about that. It's though. not really kind of about that. But be that as it may, uh, you know, just grinding. Uh, <laughs> essentially, as I, you know, as I said, I said to Phil uh, this morning, I dropped the car off and I was like, please don't be a lot. Please don't be a lot. And it was, it was a lot. I was like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> so I had to steal the queen's car <laughs> to get here. Well, I mean, it, if anybody thinks I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I said you, you kind of can't make some of this shit up. You know? No, no, like, no, no. It's like I just called her. I said, by the way, I'm stealing your car with the spare with the spare key. So, well, at least just to do the show, at least her job gimmick is right where you. Yeah. Where everything needs to be. So you can just go right there and drop off her, her car and get your car back. Get my car back. So someone offered me a car yesterday. I, I, I don't know who my neighbors are. Mm-hmm. I, when I moved in last year, it was the Al- the Albanian Mafia was here, right? They're still here. They're still here. And I think, they, I think they're my, my super, too. He's a nice guy, but... The guy next door to me yesterday, he was talking to the guy next door, the other guy next door to me, and they're talking about guys yelling and screaming about something. And uh, I'd made, I'd taken out the garbage and all that, and I come back in. I go back outside to get dinner and throw out more garbage. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys said to me, Hey, uh... I see you take Uber a lot. I'm like, so I guess I'm being watched. Yep. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, did you get your license suspended too? I'm like, I guess that other guy must have got his license. I said, uh, no, I just don't have a car. He's like, well, I have one. He's, he's like a 1997 Jeep Cherokee. Is that is that is that yours? Always sitting across the street with the with the Vermont plates on them. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm asking 1754. I'm like, I'm saying to myself, I have no idea about cars at all. Mm-hmm. How many miles does it have? I was like, oh, a little over 100,000. I'm like, okay. It's a 24-year-old car, 100,000 miles, 1750. It's, it's just, it, today's day and age, it's just it, cars. They say that's the good tell, you know, good tell of how the economy is doing, how used cars are being sold. Right. They, it, they're through the fucking roof. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, all I know is that, obviously, the, the, the wear and tear on the engine is is the, is the bulk of my, is my concerns. Because I'm not very handy. I yeah. barely... I had to fucking winter-proof my, my windows in my bedroom, and I fucked that up, too. Um, I, I'm, I, can't, I can't even hang a picture. So, for me, I'm not a handy person. So, I can't... So, I would have to bring the car to a mechanic yeah. and make sure I have them check it out, make sure it's all good. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I could change the oil. 
I could check. The, I know. I'm sorry. I could check the oil. I could change a tire. Yeah. You know. The essentials. Um, yeah, the essentials. You know, but I can't do anything else. Well, that's what's funny with me. I'm uh, stubborn in the sense of. But I'm also I'm stubborn, but also realistic because w- I, I'm doing a lot of work on the front end, and uh, you know you need a wheel alignment after that anyway, and, and you definitely can't do a wheel alignment. Y- you can, but it's just it's virtually impossible. But the wheel alignment can cost more than what you pay for the car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like my car, my car is 20 years old. Yeah. I got it for I got it for virtually free. Um, the last month I've I've put money into it. Uh, it's just too. It's just. Twenty-year-old parts I'm taking out, essentially. So uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more than confident that you know this car will last me. Uh, it's not at a hundred thousand miles. Oh, that's yet. good. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I was dropping Malika off at, uh, well, I was dropping both the kids off at school, but I'm in the car. You know, it was a little chilly this morning, and a guy was waiting at the stoplight by the school, and he looked, and he had probably. A little bit older than two, you know. I have a 2001 Mercury Grand Marquis. He had to be had to be about 98. Oh. And he looks at me and he just gave me we and it was like it was like a weird <laughs> it's like a weird head a thing. connection. Yeah, it's like he, and I looked at him. I was like, you got good taste. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I caught the listen. These cars are meant to last, so I, I'm you know more than happy. But you know, hey, listen, the, this is why you you plan for emergencies. You got funds to decide. This shit happens. You know, you can't. You know, it's, uh, you know, stuff. It, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the queen to, to she be like, wow, you know, is he going to get a new car? And then you just kind of, you got to do quick napkin math, you know? And the idea of, like, I'm, I am I think it's going to be about $800, $900. And it's like, wow, that's, you know, it's a lot of money to throw out up front. But car payment every month is $400. Yeah. So I've had this car for two years, never paid a car payment. Literally almost two years. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I haven't really put much money into it. I, you know, and what have you, you know, it's and like I said, for for a car payment, if I got to pay eight hundred dollars, and I let's just say last month I paid about six, so let's just say fifteen hundred at a year, you know, four hundred dollars, you know, a month for a year, I'm I'm still in the black, so I yeah. I'm fine. Well, that's one of the reasons why I didn't jump on getting a car because every car that I've owned, the insurance was never in my name. Yeah. I've paid for cars. I've bought cars. But now when I want to get insurance now, it's going to be fucking $600 a month, Yeah, which I don't have. Yeah. You know, half my half my money already goes to my rent. Yeah. So, and I'm just like worried because I, I, I can, like I said, I can drive a car. I can get, I can fuel it up and yeah. ke- keep it pretty, but I can't, you know, I don't know how to maintain a car. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to pay for maintenance and fuel and fucking tolls and gas and stuff like that. I just wanted something that's going to get me around here, like get me around the neighborhood. Yeah. Go to Queens, Jersey. I'm not going to drive to work probably. I that's, mean, that's a fucking yeah, shit. I wouldn't do that. Maybe once day. a week I'll treat myself and drive yeah. in like on a Thursday, you know? But like you know, you knew you know where I work, and you can't park up there. No, you know, and it's ridiculous. And my my coworkers, they basically spend their mornings just looking for parking. Yeah. And they come from the Bronx, and they come from Long Island, and they come from Queens. And I'm like, it took me three hours to get home Wednesday night because <laughs> uh, they rerouted my bus and they and they rerouted. I get to my bus stop on 57th and 6th. There's a sign on the pole. The Sim 1C, 133C are not running here between 4 and 10 p.m. Due to, due to the tree lighting. Uh, 
which is fine, but they don't tell you where to get the fucking bus. I was just going to say, that's New York City for you. Yeah. So now me and this lady are standing there, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, a transit worker comes running over to us. He has no vehicle. He's got a clipboard and a radio, so he's working locally. He goes, yeah, you guys, did you read the sign? I'm like, yeah, but where do I get the fucking bus, dude? He goes, oh, you got to walk up to Central Park West. I'm like, okay, where on Central Park West? Yeah. It's a big fucking park. He goes, you, when you get up to, when you make the right here, go right up to Central Park West, and all the buses are going to be lined up over there. So, I, I literally, now, nah, I, I just wasted 30 minutes just not getting a bus, right? So now it's almost 8 o'clock. I get to Central Park West and 57th Street, and there's, like he said, a line of buses. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, as I'm, getting to the, as I'm getting to the middle of the block, I see my bus about to pull out. So I run over to the guy, and I pound on the window. I'm like, hey, let me in, let me in. And he goes, so he points to a bus stop that's two buses ahead of him. That's where the first stop of this bus actually is. I'm actually the second stop. I didn't know that. So... I said, okay, so now I go, and I start w- running towards the, the bus stop, and he pulls away. Hmm. He left me there. He just told me to go there so he can pick me up, and he fucking left me there. So now I'm on the phone with MTA. I'm, like, screaming. I'm like, you people are fucking terrible. I had a terrible fucking work day. Like, I, we were down four people that day. Yeah. I just wanted to get home. So within four, five minutes, another one came over, and this kid picked me up. But if now, of course, this bus is full. This guy had to go all the way around the Times Square yeah. just to get back to Fifth Avenue, to Park Avenue, to Broadway, right? That's the, that's the route he goes, right? Jay, I was like, yo, dude, I didn't get home till 10 after 10. Oh. Literally three hours. So part of me wants to take this car. I, I, I want to get a car, period, soon enough, um, where I could take the car to the transit center. And yeah. get the bus there. Yeah. I don't have to walk to a bus stop no more, you know. Um, I can go to get groceries like today, like shit like that. Um, I could drive to my sister's house if I wanted to, you yeah. know. Um, but it's just a, it's just a, a, a an expense that I don't really have. Yeah. I'd really have to budget now. Well, like, that's what and that's what it is. I mean, it, with, with me, like if it was always, it was always an expense I had. Yeah. And, and like I said, I always, I, I always. I remember I had beaters when I when I first started driving, and then when I was 21, I was like, "Oh, I deserve a new car because you know I'm 21." <laughs> and I and I ended up leasing a car for, for Jeep Patriot, which I if it was up to me, I'd still have it to this fucking day. Uh, I had I had the Jeep for for three years at least, and then I had to finance it for six more years because I wasn't good with money. I'm, you know, arguably, maybe still not, but a uh, and then with that happening, the car as soon as I was done paying it off, it took me you know eight years, nine years to pay it off because I'm an idiot. The fucking car died, like it's just fucking dumb luck. So then I jumped into another lease when I had the truck. The truck, I, right. I had the Dodge Ram. The Ram, yeah. Uh, and then it was then where I realized, like, wow, all I'm doing is just paying money into p- paying a monthly nut where I could just buy a car, buy a car, yeah, maintain it. 
and 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 do it. And, I, and it's greatest decision I ever made. One of the greatest decisions I ever made was was that. But you're you're a little more handy than yeah. I. Yeah, and you have friends who do it. Like, Stu- yeah, yeah and, so. and like I said, stubborn. You know, and, and yeah, that's that what too, like yeah. T- Tabor said it to me this morning. She's like, she goes, I'm very glad that you dropped it off because she fully expected to come home today, and the car was going to be up on jack stands. I'm going to be outside with a, with a with a lamp. You know, yeah. trying to trying to figure it out, which. You know, to tell you the truth, it's forty something degrees. I'm kind of glad I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, peace of mind. Sometimes my my dad always said you can't put a price on peace of mind. Nah, you can't. And like I said, to me, you know, you know, uh, the, the shop is. You know, I don't know how reputable it is. I'm trying them out, but yeah. I, I should have. As I just did it, I'm I, I'm going to this place because it's because it's close to home and yeah, and whatever. Of course, but yeah. you know, I'd rather go to my boy's shop. You know, where I know I'm going to be taken care of too. But. Yeah, you know, listen. You can't. Sometimes you just can't pick and choose what you need. So, such is life. Yeah. So if I do buy, I mean, that's not. I would have to find a mechanic. I don't have yeah. a mechanic. Yeah. Like I have this stuff that you know, I I had, I had friends back in the day who took apart cars for funsies, but yeah. they're now incarcerated. But that's another story. Yeah. That's, that's another podcast. But either way, all right. So. Uh, so you had a good holiday though. Everything yeah, was everything yeah. was good. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, me too. It was, it Thank was, God. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I had a nice kind of quick. It went quick. Um, I stayed in Queens the night before at my parents' house. Nice. My mother says to me, she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm dying for a hamburger." I knew this was coming. I'm like, "All right, well, where do you, we, let me take you out to dinner." That's like yeah. you know the guilt trip. She wants to go to Jackson Hole. I'm like, "Oh, oh, Jackson Hole's a fine establishment." Oh yeah. Jackson Hole's also very fucking expensive. Yeah. So between and I know my brothers with them, so for the four of us, I pay like almost a hundred bucks just for fucking hamburgers. Right? Yeah. But um, it was good, and then I stayed there that night, and then we drove out to my sister's on the, that day, and it was like we just chilled. We played Pacino, and mm-hmm. they told they showed me this game called Skipbo. It's like a it's from the makers of Uno. Yeah. It's a fun game. We played that, you know, and then you know we just hung out, and then I went home that night. I uh, came home that night, and I um. Uh, Got ready for Survivor Series. I was all set up. I was psyched about that, and I was, you know, I was, and I was in a wrestling mode. Yeah. So I was watching a lot of wrestling, and then because uh, I really, I got to be honest with you guys, I, I know this is a wrestling podcast, but I haven't really watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah, it's it's I, been. It was, it was funny. We we were going through the checklist, and he's like, "You see this?" I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "I know about it, but I didn't see it," because it's like it's it's same thing where, I you know, I've 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 come to this realization that is you know time is a a fleeting thing that you're you, you're just barely grabbing hold of. Next thing you know, like even to watch the 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 throwback, like. I make it a point to watch the throwback, and I usually well, watch the, it. The, yeah, it's, it's part of the show. Thank God, thank God, the throwback was only an hour, and, hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> was, so I was able I to mean, yeah. watch that in about three. It'll installments. take it'll take me like two days sometimes yeah. to watch pay per view, which is fine. I'm not I'm not mad at that. Yeah, that's where I like. The, that's why I, how I like the network is we when I first started mm-hmm. the pod, when I first started the podcast, I was digging out DVDs, DVDs. and v, we were converting VHS tapes to DVD. Yeah. And then I was getting YouTube clips. Uh, uh, Daily Motion came out. I'm like, thank God we don't have. To do- Once in a while, we got to do this. This is convenient. As DJs say, we got to dig the crates. But yeah, cool, we dig the crates. We've got some gems. I definitely like- have something. Yeah, yeah. So we, we we're always digging for something. I found a couple things too myself. But um, I opened up the program with a um with a pr- with a promo from when Dusty lost his eye. We we covered that match actually. It's from December of '88. Yeah, the Road Warriors had just turned heel. They had beaten uh, Sting and Luger. They jumped them, left them for dead, and then they jumped them in that express, literally bludgeoned them yep. that they had to censor it on TV, took the world tag team titles from them, 
and then they jumped Dusty Rhodes, who was their six man partner at the time. Yeah, and he calls out Dusty calls out Animal. It was like it was two days. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Dusty comes out, and he pulls out. What the fuck is this? I don't even know what that is. Uh, somebody's calling me. I don't know what mm-hmm. that is. But um, but they uh, you know, it was it was a deal. Like, and all of a sudden, uh, Dusty calls out Animal. They put, they put the spike in his eye. Yeah, and then December third was the uh. The, what do you call it? The um, the they actually showed it. So December third, nineteen eighty eight. December third today. Well, December arguably, th- and that's what got Dusty canned from Jim Crockett at that time. Was you know was this stuff? The blood. That, yeah, it was the blood. You know, they they had a very strict thing on TBS, and you know that's the story that's that's being told. You know, I I think there was you know I think Dusty was looking. He needed a break. You know, yes, yeah, so he got the st- and then he got the, st- the the spike in his eye, and then the big promo eye for an eye. So it was the yeah. anniversary of the of the of the of the promo. I Great played promo. it before. Great so I played promo. it. And Starcade '88. That's the lead up to Starcade '88, which was amazing. That was Luger and, and Flair again yep. after their Baltimore match. No disqualification. Then of course him and then Dusty and Sting go for the World Tag Titles. Yep. Um, against uh, the 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 Road Warriors. It was just a good car period. Um, it, I'm actually gonna watch that again. True Grit. Um, it's a good, it's a really good stockade. Really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but yeah, I played that. And then December third is actually the the anniversary of of our throwback tonight. Yeah. Um, which we were going to record as a bonus episode, but it worked out that it was just you know it happened like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, it's the thirty year anniversary. And thirty years ago, the calendar calendars were aligned the same. So yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, you know. I, I almost thought that the throwback was better than Survivor Series '91. I want you to elaborate on that when we get to yeah. it, because um, uh, I was we talked about the this pay per view and I, and we mentioned that you know that JJ actually mentioned it. he was like, well, how come they did that and then forced another pay per view on us yeah. a week later? And I was like, they just you know I think Vince was just trying to like test the waters and see, and he and it. Between that match, the rematch for the title, and Savage and Roberts was, I think, was was fantastic. By yeah. the way, and like I said, we'll talk about that after the break. But you know, this is that was a, a weird time because you know Crockett's coming up now at that point, and they they just sold it to WCW. Mm-hmm. I mean to Turner, right? It's ninety. It's in. It's ninety one, and that's that, 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 that was WCW's first official yeah. year away from the NWA. And they were still recognizing the NWA title as like an international title, but we'll get into that on another podcast. But it was a weird time, and then they were only doing p- certain pay per views. And Vince, at a little, t- a little, a year or two after that, started doing the monthly pay per views. Yeah. So monthly pay per views weren't a thing, guys. Was the Big Four was our Big Four, yeah. and that's why we treat the those four pay per views every year as as events with such prestige as they should be. Yeah, hundred percent right. That's a, that's a great way of saying it. So, um, yeah, so when I, I get very nostalgic, if, if, if something falls on that day, like if I didn't want to play that clutch song, it's Ozzy's birthday, would open up with Ozzy's birthday, well, I would yeah. open up with an Ozzy song, but you know, I, I love when something, when a show falls on an anniversary, it just makes, it just, it's got a better feel it to it It makes for me. it feel better, makes yeah. It, it makes it feel more authentic that will, that, you know, because we, we've talked about this, these matches before, but now we're just revisiting them again, um. Because a Jay wasn't on the show at that point. Choppy's not here, so it's like it's a different perspective, which is cool. And I think the fans will appreciate the um, the perspective now 
um, I have a couple of thoughts that I did that, that I had, and I changed my thoughts because I I watched it again with um, with a more conscious more conscious about it. So I was like, all right, yeah. well, you know. And then of course your your perspective on it, your your point of view, which is awesome. So, all right, so we didn't watch a lot of wrestling, like I said. I did watch NXT this morning before you came. Yeah. Um. So we're we're gonna do we're gonna cover the war games. Uh, Can't gonna, wait. That's yes. Sunday night. I'm very excited. Can't for that. wait. Th- that I'm gonna I'm I'm carving out time for. I hope I, so. I, I, I'm excited. Uh, I want some text messages then. By the yeah. way, I want some text messages that you're watching it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They, uh, I, how do you feel? Well, first of all, Braun Breaker. I, I hate the name, and I even hate the fucking name, the big bad booty nephew. Yeah, I was That's so uh, stupid. They, they just take, they're taking shots at his uncle, and they, they did a math. They did they cut a math promo. Yeah, Champa did it, and, and I yeah, I and, he, the and then Braun was like, it. "Yo, you, I, I, they, they, you, and made light of it. Yeah, told Champa so." I don't like the name. I like him. Yeah. He's got a look to him. He sounds just like his brother, his uncle and his yep. dad. Looks just like them. And that pedigree, um, and I was funny because I'm watching Rick Steiner from 87, 88. Yeah. And his come up, right? That's his dad. And Rick Steiner was um, a mid-carder at best before he became a solid tag team. But he was world TV champion. Yeah. He was the Florida heavyweight champion. He was... A legit wrestler, so is his son. So I feel like this, this that pedigree, it just reeks of greatness for me. Yeah, I and, feel like they can market him forever. And 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 granted, listen, it's still very early. So yeah, he's only that he's being, a young kid. That being said, but just I, you know, it's the idea of like, you know, you look at, let's just say, Triple H for example, when he came into. WWF originally, he was the the pompous guy, you know, not you know, not from Liverpool, but excuse me, you know, he had that he was the aristocrat, you know, and and it took him a while to shake that. Like I, I just feel like we're in that stage right now of Bron, of Braun Breaker, where I I want him to change into. Bronson Rick Steiner, like that's what that's I I, I think I, just just a such a badass name as it is, or even Braun Rick Steiner, whatever you know, whatever you need, but let him use his real name. Uh, the big bad booty ne- uh, nephew is just he's not using awful. it. They're just they're just um they're just busting his balls about it. Yeah, know? and he's on Team NXT. Then they're gonna fight Team Black and Gold. Yeah. Uh, and we'll cover it. We'll, which, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're doing this. I, that's, a, that's what's really kind of piqued my interest about it is the fact that they, they're making light of it, where it's you know where people like like me, I'm, I'm kind of a true black and gold guy, you know. So it's, it's, it's nice to see this new school versus old school type thing. Let's get right into the card then. Yeah. The women's war game match is going to open up probably, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about because the women's last, the last, their last war games match was pretty fun. It's uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Corey Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. Oh, my word. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Mm-hmm. Oof. What, what a lineup. Is, let me ask you because we haven't had a, we haven't had a, what do you call it? We haven't had a, a, a segment. Uh, is, is Toxic. Um, oh, my God, yes. Are they all the way live? First off, man. Hold on. Hold on. Yep. Let, let's do it. Do it right. Step, step. We have to, Jay. All the way. Yep. Let me not step on it. That's all right. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you not look at Gigi Dolan 
And first off, I mean, I know she, you know, fresh off a divorce of, uh, of, uh, oh my God. I was just, I was just, you know, more call, than I do. I was just going to call him Gigi Allen. Uh, Gigi Allen. No, no, <laughs> not that guy. Uh, Darby Allen. Uh, fresh off oh, the that's divorce. Darby Allen's ex-wife. Yeah. Okay. Gigi Dolan. Whoo! She's all the way live. Mandy Rose with the with the brunette hair. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I, I'm not mad at her being a champ. I I think I think you give her a nice little run here. Did they uh, Did they get the win? The, the the heel team wins. I think I I listen. How often in war games can you remember the heels winning? You know what I mean? If you really think about like the old school. When I was a kid, the war games, the heels never won. Yeah. They started the match though. I think. I think. I think you 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 do that here, I, because even with the men's war games, like it's gonna it's it there's shades of gray. There's really not a heel team per se. Uh, here there is. Um, yeah, the heels. I think I think you get toxic attraction. I think you get them. And who who's the fourth again? It's uh, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Yeah. Who, another one. Just. 2022 better be her year. I think. I yeah. think she's she's on the brink of something. She, you know, she's gonna dethrone uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next match is a hair versus hair match. Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Grimes with a little bit of a different look to him. Yeah, more, big time. A little, little sophisticated look to him. I I like it, and and I like the the realness of the promo from you know, and you know that he's a zany. Southern guy, you know, GameStop, you know, GameStop stock, you know, flight type stuff, whatever he was doing. Um, I kind of like the realness of it. So hopefully, uh, you know, Vince is always a big fan of cutting hair and, and changing looks drastically. Um, but, you know, hopefully he gets Cameron Grimes gets the win. I, I, I want to see him another one. 2022, I think is going to be a good year for him. All right. Your next match is for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner, who almost won his title, won the title of his first match, yep. against the champions, Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel. Imperium with the win. Yeah. Is Walter hurt, or he's just stuck in Europe, or I both? Think, I think it's both. Okay. I know Cesaro's going to be... He wrestled them already. Oh, they did wrestle already. They wrestled. I, didn't, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know I know I've seen a photo on... Twitter, which by the way I opened up a Twitter page, which is hilarious. I don't know how to use it. I have okay, no what's idea. Your, what's your Twitter handle? I have no idea. I have to look it up. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, so Jay's on Twitter for all of our throwbackers who follow us on Twitter. No idea. I gotta look it up. Yeah. Um, but I seen a photo of him because I'm trying to like you know stay on top of news or whatever, and I think Twitter's a good way to do it. And I seen a photo of of Walter looking jacked. Yeah. So I think. I think there's going to be a, a a main roster run for him in the future, perhaps, uh, or he's just you know whatever the, whatever it is. But I, he's not on this card. I think he's going to be done with NXT. I think he's I think he's going to be Raw SmackDown bound. Come, Raw, I think Royal Rumble is a nice introduction for him, right on through. So okay, uh, but the Kyle O'Reilly thing is 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 an interesting thing because i think his his contract is up in january if, if so they're just, they're just having him hang on and, and be in these high profile matches yeah is that the thing all right and, i'm not mad at that yeah and we'll see what happens with him come come the future or what have you your next match is for the nxt cruiserweight championship as roddy strong the champion defends against joe gacy with harland i, I don't see 
Joe Gacy does not look like a fucking cruiserweight to me. Well, I think this is what they're doing. They're changing. He, he's not. I think he's like every bit of six foot three. He's a two, big boy. 230, 240. He was a CZW guy, right? Big time, yes. Yeah, okay. Big time. Okay. Um, I think he was a world champion there. He, if I'm he not had, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he was really, he was, he was big there. I know that. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's making a little bit of noise. Yeah. In, in, in NXT. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, I just don't, I just don't want Roddy to lose the title. And I think that's selfishly Roddy strong with the win. I, I think, you know, the diamond, I think it's starting to get better, but, um, I, I just I like to see Roddy out on his own. I think I think we need to see something like that. I need him to be showcased a little bit more, like the Mister ROH days. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just, I get you. I just get let you. him do his you. talking in the ring. I get you. All right. And for the main event is the men's war game match: Team Two Point Oh, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo with Trick Williams, his yeah. mouthpiece, against um, Pete Dunn. Mr. Pete Dunn, and um, he's gonna be teaming up with. Hold on a second, let me get my. Uh, hold on a second, I got. I have it here. I just wanna. Yeah. Hold on. He's he's gonna be teaming up with uh, this guy. Where's? Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> LA, LA Knight. Yeah. LA Knight. Dummy. Yeah. And with uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, Team Black and Gold. This this one's hard to call. Me too, man. I it was. Th- that's exactly what I was thinking about while you were on your way here today. So I don't know. This one's hard to call and uh scam likely calling me. Oh no. Um this one's hard to call because in, in the yeah. sen- in the sense of that you get you get a lot of people Obviously the the easy number the easy one to go is is 2.0. You know Vince wants to get the new get the new talent over. The only problem with that that I have with it is you know Braun Breaker, obviously, it is just the future. Carmelo Hayes, I kind of feel the same way about. I don't think he's on the same level as Braun Breaker right now. Um, Tony D'Angelo just got introduced, you know, just, you know, two months ago. And I get that's why he's on the team. You know, he's he's part of the new, the new, the new blood, the new, new regime, as it were, of yeah. NXT. Right, right. So I get it, but he's just, it doesn't, it's too, that, he's too gimmicky. For me, right, you know, okay. um, but and I think it's is is I'm that old salty soul of you ain't fucking with Champa, Gargano, Pete Dunn, and L.A. Knight. Yeah, I, to me, I just want them to win. So I'm stuck. In, yeah, I'm stuck in, the, in in between. I think I think it's gonna. I want Black and Gold to win. You know, I can see Black and Gold winning. With a huge showcase of the new guys. Yes. They're getting their stuff, their spots over, and them having a big showing in the match, and then getting humbled. Yeah. Being like, yo, all right, you guys are here, but guess what? We're the guys who started yeah. this shit. Or, or, or we're not, we didn't start it per se. Well, we made it. But we it. made it. Yeah. We, we're the ones who, who, who find craft. And especially, especially the Gargano and Ciampa aspect of it. Yeah. And Pete Dunne is. Uh, it's, my neighbor's ridiculous, but Pete Dunne is is years ahead of his time. Oh, and yeah. I, I remember when when um when they first debuted the UK version of NXT. Choppy was literally texting me every day like, "Yo, Phil, this kid is the deal. Yeah, he's the real deal." 
And I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard of him, but, and then I started watching his shit, and I'm like, oh, he's a. He got himself in amazing shape. Yeah, he just, and he's that, he's good. And he's evolving. He's evolving. He's he's got, he's getting he more f- notoriety now. Yeah, he could stiff you. He could yeah. finesse you. Yep. He's a New Japan guy, believe, or all Japan guy for that matter. Yeah. He could do King's Road. He could yep. do fucking Strong Style. That's, that's, the, the, I'm very high on Pete Dunne. So, but. Obviously, the question, you know, lies in wait. The the scuttlebutt around Johnny Gargano, where he signed only a week extension just to do this match, which is, you know, Adam. Oh, Cole, I didn't know that. Yeah, his 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 contract, I believe, is up as of maybe today. He could he can write his own ticket though. Like he's one of those guys. I'm not saying Tony Khan's taking everybody. You know what? No. That that kind of gimmick. But I feel like if you when you think about it in hindsight, he's a guy. Who can live on the indies? Yes, like the Bucks did. Yep, like you know, like those guys did. Especially right? now. Yeah, now especially, he can go to the NWA. He can yep. go to Japan. He can go. He evolve. He can go to Europe and progress. If they let flights out, because now we have a new fucking variant again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, I could see he can write his own ticket. Plus, he's expecting. So him and his wife are expecting a child. So it's like, I, I personally do not see. I don't see. Gargano going. I think he's... He gets bumped up? Well, I know he's always been told, him and Ciampa have always said, like, you know, they stay with the company. They don't want to go anywhere else but NXT. Um, but okay. this isn't the same sandbox anymore. It's new. It's, an, it's a new day. It's a new day here. And I originally would say that you know, I don't see him leaving, but now... <clears throat> excuse me. Now I see... I see him potentially... He owes it to himself, and especially his wife and his family, to, I guess, see what else is out there, you know. Um, but I I can see WWE throwing a lot of money at him. You know he's big with Sean. You know he's big with, you know, Triple H. Whatever capacity Triple H is in in this company, which to me I think is still... Up in the air. I feel something is not right. We'll get to that in a second because he's he's involved in this next topic. Yeah. Um. Beth Phoenix, her last hurrah. Yeah. This is her last call as commentator for NXT. Good riddance. I wasn't a big fan of her anyway. Um. But she was serviceable at best. But once again, and this is maybe a poor analogy, but the rats are leaving the ship. Scotty Too Hotty asked for his release. Got it. I think he got it. I'm pretty sure he got it. Now Beth Phoenix is going. Yeah. Gargano uh, still up in the air if he's signing. Kyle O'Reilly still up in the air if he's signing. Something is brewing here. I really feel like something is happening that it's either the old man has lost it and is just going complete dictator on everything or, you know, Wrestling, we're we're on the brink of a boom, which could very well be as well. Well, like we talked about the whole thing about them possibly selling, or then the the massive firings in the last couple of months. It's like when you look at it in, in a bigger, like like you're looking at it in, in a bigger in a bigger setting. Um, if they do, if there's something big on the horizon, it, it's got to be something that's going to smash the industry because there's nothing that can be done right now that's going to that's going to 
reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And I don't think you're trying to do that. Because like I said, WWE is a TV show about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the only wrestling on TV that you get close to it is NXT. Yep. They're more character-based now. They're trying to... They're trying to be more entertaining. They're trying to be more with their characters. They're, try- they're trying to build more stars. Yes. So, you know, where do you go from there, and how do you go about it? Because you, like I said, you're not, you're not reinventing anything. You're just trying to stay relevant. You know, if the, I mean, he's he's not in the red. Vince is always going to make money handle the foot now. You know, he can make money off his streaming services alone. He can make money if they went down to one brand. He can make money off off Raw and or SmackDown. Oh yeah, he's Without not a doubt. he's not starving for money. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to be something monumental. It could be a sale of the company. It could be a change in the guard, like a public change in the guard. Because you have to understand something: they're a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. So for them to do anything that drastic, it's got to go through this all this red tape. Board of directors and owners. Well, that's the problem with it, right? Well, if, if it, we don't know. It, we don't know yeah. if it's a problem, though. It, it is with major companies, though. Like you know, like when when all these um these processed food conglomerates want to merge, like when Kraft merges with fucking Pillsbury or whatever. I'm yeah. speaking, but all these companies merge when Nestle merges with somebody. Like that takes a long time because there's of a you're talking about decades of of ownership and management and all sorts of shit. It's, it's all politics, obviously, and it always prevents accountability. But this is to the point now where it's like, well, if, if it's like, and I'm almost now, I'm, you, you, you're selling me on it. You, I'm drinking the Tang because I made Tang. It's in the fridge. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm not drinking Kool-Aid anymore right now. I'm drinking, but, you, but I'm drinking the Tang because I feel like there's, there's some, if there's something brewing, it's going to have to be monumental. And then, and they're already pushing for mania. Mm-hmm. They're already advertising it's two nights in Texas. So you know Taker is going to be on that on that retirement thing. It's going to be it's going to be huge. Um they're going to they're going to probably have NXT that weekend. The Rumble is going to be insane I think this year. Yeah. With Brock coming back tonight on SmackDown. Yeah, and you know it's going to make a big it's going to make a big deal. And I'm there's still rumblings about the Rock uh coming in. Um uh, with Roman Reigns, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what movie scale. I know that. I know they're filming Black Adam because he just talked about he it. Just talked about in it November now. on with the DC fandom. I'm like, I'm beside myself on that because you know I'm a geek with that. Um, there's a lot of things in in the works, and this is my point of me saying before of for months now that I can always find something positive with WWE because it's it's there's something. That's why he could still they could still appeal to different masses because there's always something I could pull out good. Yeah. Whether it's a promo, uh, a spot, a match, a whole card, which I wasn't mad at Survivor. I liked Survivor Series. It was good. Yeah. Um, and I just you know I I'm very optimistic because I love it's what I grew up with, it's what I based the podcast on. So nostalgia. This is not a lot of this is not for me. NXT is definitely geared towards me. And what I like, but it's not always there. Yeah, and it's my and I think you're right. I think something's bound to happen. I think I think something. I think we're on. I think we're gonna see something. You know, within the next six months, that's gonna be. I don't want to say earth shattering. I I don't know if that's right, but something is up because this is. It's just bizarre. And like you said, maybe it's maybe it's the corporate structure. Maybe like you said. 
you know, the WWE is a company that that has a TV show that's just about wrestling. It's not a wrestling company with a TV show. You're right. So that's so, and maybe that's part of it, you know. And like I said, with Beth Phoenix leaving, maybe her contract's up. Maybe she's, you know, she's got two kids at home. Edge is back wrestling. Maybe she wants to come back to wrestling. Maybe she, and that might be it too, you know. And maybe, you know, like I said, and maybe that's why she's leaving. If she does wrestle, she ain't wrestling for anybody else but WWE. I, in my opinion, at least, you know, and so we'll we'll see what happens. And speaking of Survivor Series, what are your thoughts on Survivor Series? I, li- I liked it. It was a solid card. Um, it wa- I was the main event for me was I was I was very excited for the main event. Absolutely. And I we we knew that Biggie wasn't gonna win, but it just it makes Roman that much bigger. And you said this too. You said that you know you you, you want a Big E to win, but you knew Roman can't, Roman can't lose right now. He can't. And again, I'm gonna agree with you there too. So that's why I'm waiting for a Rock or something big for them to. He's got to lose eventually, or it's got someone's got to cost him the title at the Rumble. To yeah, well, or or, or you know, or something. Something has to give. Um, there's somebody that there's always somebody. He no no one's unbeatable, obviously. You just have to make it look good. Yeah. Make it look good. You got to make it look good. Right. So wh- who's the guy that's going to make it look good and beat him? It's not Goldberg. We know it's not Big E. It's not fucking McIntyre. It's not The Miz. It's not mm-hmm. anybody right now. You know, it's it, right now, I, I don't see anybody on that roster right now. Well, I mean, the, the uh, Kevin Miz, Owens. The Miz, the Miz came back on Raw. Yeah. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed his promo. And... Uh, you know, kind of like almost casting shade a little bit, and you know he's saying how he's been gone the last three months, but like when he he's been gone, you know John Morrison's been gone, so like he was he was kind of intertwined with with a storyline with with Morrison. Now he's gone, but the Miz can't kind of came back to a nice splash. Um, but like you said, where do you go from here? Like you know, yeah. And how do you feel about the Golden Egg? Oh, was, that was awful. Yeah. Thank God. But I wonder, like you said, I you know, how much Netflix, obviously the movie, uh, what was it, Red Notice? or It's whatever. the hottest movie right now. <clears throat> yeah. That's and, not in the theater. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing. Right. And who knows how much say they actually had because it's such a weird storyline. But to be involved with the, 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 the main belt, obviously Vince is, listen, Netflix is sponsoring your show. Netflix is going to get a lot of say, and it's and it's been this way since since the dawn of time. Nobody really should be surprised by it. Yeah, when 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 the one eight hundred collect was advertised, they had the balloons, yeah, the zeppelins, karate fighters, any kind of Snickers bar, any any anything that was a huge advertiser, they made it a point to have that. They would have a couple. They didn't they have Pizza Hut. They had the whole yeah. Pizza Hut thing at, at ringside a couple of weeks ago. You know, but like you said. It's it's a different time. How much how much of that is going to bleed into your show? Listen, you know, if you're trying to appeal for The Rock, you know, why not, you know, obviously have his movie all over your TV. I just, it is, it's a little, they, I, I think the original plans for what I read was it was supposed to be for the 24-7 title, which, yeah, the, 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 the golden egg, the net, whatever it's called, uh, makes more sense for the twenty four seven title, but 
That being said, how else do you get Austin Theory, you know, in the same in the same scene with uh Vince, you know, in the same conversation as a as a biggie. Like it this is a way to kind of almost propel an Austin Theory who was a young guy, you yeah, know, get yeah, him yeah. who is a star in the making. You just need to get a little con- you know, a little traction underneath him. I'm not mad at it, but in the same sense, you know, the hokiness as well, I'm always kind of done with. Like the 24-7 title, I'm done with. Like, yeah, you know? a, I'm, o- I'm over a lot of the gimmicks, you know. Um, uh, before we go on to AEW real quick, I just want to, one more thing with WWE. They're um they're doing the uh, name, image, and likeness initiative now. With yeah, I, I want to get your, your, your take on this. So I know I know Gable has a contract. Yeah, one of the first guys to get it. Um, Triple H was the one who pushed for this, apparently, allegedly, from what I read. Um, the NCAA has it now, you know, because let's face it, uh, college sports is is a billion dollar business, and these athletes don't make any money off their likeness unless they have a side deal or whatever. Like these guys are getting sneaker deals and shit like that, and. You know, well, I mean, to to I mean, from what I understand, I this is a long time coming for college sports because yeah. college sports, arguably, are especially it's more lucrative than the pros. Yeah, yeah, especially when you when you cross that Mason Dixon line, of it's there, there, there's some big stuff. Hundred percent. Um, so it's in that sense, it's a long time coming. I I think, you know, WWE. Um, I don't know. I you know, I always go this way because it has to do with money. But they're always looking to make money. Um, you know, they're instituting it, but they already have the the market share of independent contractors, and you're already completely stretching the absolute use of that word. Yes. So I question how they're going to use it. I, you know what I mean? Because they, what they want to do now is they probably want to sign guys and girls to a, a, a bigger contract because now they know there's options. Yeah. So if you give them this name, image, and likeness incentive initiative um, in this whole scheme of it, right, it's more of an appeal to the performer. It's like wow, I get my name, I like, I get all, I get all that. I that you know, you're not just making money off your merch anymore. You you you're making money with everything, with, yes, with, with toys and everything else, and and you know, mugs and whatever, whatever, whatever they put your fucking face on, t-shirts. But I, but I wonder, it's one of those if you can use the the powers for good, in the sense of, <clears throat> excuse me, where. Brian Danielson was talking about with, with part of his deal for WWE was that they were going to allow him to go to New Japan. Do you now leave it open where you can have an almost an old school just hop territories? You hop mean? territories, pay guys per appearance. Hey, we're going to sign you to a because remember back in the day in the nineties, I, I I think Jim Ross has been saying that you know you used to pay guys, you know fifteen hundred bucks. For for ten shots, right. The only problem with that is is there's no more kayfabe. Case in point: if you're wrestling in WWE as as Jimmy Uso, 
and Jimmy Uso goes to Progress in Europe and calls himself, you know, Jimmy Durante. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't have the same appeal. Of course not. Right? But they're not, they're not looking to see Jimmy Durante. They're looking to see Jimmy Uso. But if you're, but if you're a guy like Samoa Joe, who if is you're established. A, if, if you're a name, right. It, it'll, it, but the only thing that's going to dictate that is time. Yeah. If, if Triple H and Stephanie start getting more control over the company and phasing the old man out, that stuff can Which happen. Needs to happen. Oh, obviously, we 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 we, we, we were saying that for a decade, um, which is almost as long as this podcast. But we, you know, it's now it's a part of, you know, time. Time's going to dictate that because other promotions. Tony Khan can do that right now. He could take an Adam Cole and be like, "All right, you know what? You want to go to New Japan? Want to go to NWA? Yeah, fine." They, 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 but, they, but that's but see now that's where the where I think WWE is going to be a little nefarious in the sense of yeah. like it's like oh okay Gable Stevenson you can you can do this you're going to go out let's just say hypothetically he gets a uh, a some sort of wrestling attire deal you know for 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 athletes where he's going to go and you know and WWE is like oh yeah by the way we we have a nil with you we want. Uh, whatever percentage you know i once again that's what i always say with this because it's because wwe already is dictating to their independent contractors independent contractors that they can't do outside media i.e cameos twitch youtube these people on their free time they cannot do this i think that is unbelievably uh it's it, it it creates a bad um, bad feelings backstage. I can't think of the right word, but it's this bad animosity. Yeah, because you're now you're, you're keeping a caged animals, and they want this creative outlet. I think I really do think I really kind of believe in that. I you know once again with you know with this podcast, it's the same thing where you can have you know like a page who. You know who does a? I I don't know anything about Twitch. I have no idea what it is for the most part. I know you play video games. And, it's just it's just it's and, basically a, a service that you just stream stuff on. Yeah, and but people use it, and it's it's a creative freedom, and and, and I and I'm f- fully uh, aware of that. And the idea that you're you're saying, well, you work for WWE, you are a WWE employee, you're making you're making money on our likeness. It's a very blurry line, and I think, and I, and I, and once again, I want to always think the the absolute positive in people, but I feel WWE is doing this, and like I said, a Gable Stevenson who may get a um, deal, you know, let's just say, you know, with singlets or whatever the case may be, uh, WWE is going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, you signed this NIL with us, you didn't read. You know, paragraph thirteen. I'm glad you brought that up because here's how I look. Here's how I look at it, right? Because um, the NBA is doing it now with sponsorship and the NHL. They're putting like logos on the jerseys and shit like that. It's been international forever. Yeah. If you look at a soccer jersey or a hockey jersey from Europe, it's always have like these logos on them and shit like that, right? Um, I think it's going to be incentive driven. What I mean by that is, certain guys will get this deal, right, and girls. If they're and it's not their fault, which sucks though. If they're marketed a certain way, and if they have um, 
if they are, if they're over, if they become champion. It's almost like a a, a, a an old an, uh, a veteran baseball player who signs that league minimum, which the league minimum now is like fucking two and a half million dollars, yeah, right? But like the league minimum with the incentives, if you become an all star, you get you'll get a bonus if you make you know. Same with WWE. If you main event a WrestleMania match, you get X amount. If you get, if you win the Royal Rumble, if you, but that's not. It, and the only thing that sucks about that is, it's they don't decide that because it's predetermined, right? So it's now it's up to the production crew, the writers, the fucking the agents, and everything else, right? It's up to them. And but I think it's like it's I think it, the these deals are going to be individual. It might be a generic contract that they get with the incentives. Yeah. Every every town is going to get different incentives. If you're a tag team wrestler, if you come like the Briscoes, you bring the Briscoes in. But if Jay goes solo or Mark goes solo, you know, those are incentives. You don't get those anymore. You don't get the, the, the benefit of this, that, you know. So it all goes back to time because there's no kayfabe anymore. Yeah. Right? It all goes back to time. Time's going to determine how well this initiative goes. That's, you know, you can't really pinpoint a success rate on anything like that, anything like that, unless it's time-based. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I, you know, it's, 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 a, it's good in theory, and I think if guys had that back in the day, like Triple H and, and Stone Cold and The Rock and Mick Foley would have been a billionaire off that. But it's, but it's, 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 Kind of twofold because yeah. because I'm almost positive that Steve Austin does not own the name Stone Cold. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He can't. That's what. See, that's what Flair just did another another podcast with Mark Madden, and he I love Flair to death. He's one of my favorites of all time. But he just keeps putting his foot in his. He mouth. has a warped sense of reality. Sometimes. He keeps putting his foot in his mouth because he he want he you know. He gave Triple H belts. He wants them back. He's going to buy them. He wants his likeness back. He yeah. wants some of his likeness back. He wants some of these things that if WWE's not going to use my name or my woo in, in the credits, if they're, they're going to replace my picture with the Ultimate Warrior, this is his logic, then I, I don't want nothing to do with them, even though I respect them. And you're right. It's warped. But, you know, these are 40 you guys. You yeah. know, And it's like it was so different. And, you know, sometimes guys can't conform. And girls... Um, but it's a different day, and I feel like those contracts are individually, even though they're, like you said, they're twofold, um, time is going to benefit how this works out. Yeah, I, and, and like I said, I, and I'm completely shooting from the hip. I'm, I'm kind of coming. I don't really know too much about it. I just know it really kind of benefits the college athlete in the sense of, I, I believe it does, I should say. I believe it does. And uh, I may have to take that because I think that's about my car. But uh, I um, hold on one second. I just threw me off. Let me let me let me take that call. Yeah, take the call. Take the call. Move on. While Jay's doing that, um, I'll I'll end the segment. I'm gonna play the MJF CM Punk promo. Um, as Jay's worried about his car, is it, it's almost done there, whatever it is. So let's do that. Um, let's fast forward this a little bit. There we go. I'll, actually, I'll cue it up. Um, I don't know if I think Jay wants to hear this, but right. So, like I said, it it just it's just a it's it's a it's a, it's a um, 
it's a matter of time. And if, if Triple H and Stephanie get more creative control over the company and they do these incentive-laced contracts, then I feel like the talent has more of a of a chance to profit personally, professionally, like financially. It'll work out if it's that kind of party. So, um, you know what? While Jay's doing that, I got the co-MJF CM Punk thing queued up. Let me just go over some New Japan stuff real quick. Um, there was a match this morning. The World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors are still going on. I didn't watch this morning yet, um, but I was... It's from, let me see here. They had a match this morning from the... Um, the uh, what is it? The Tokorozawa Citizen uh, Main Arena. And then there was one tomorrow. And give me one second. I'll run down the schedule real quick because this is all. I don't have. I don't have the points. Uh, I don't have the whole point thing going on. But they. Uh, they got a. Will Osprey on. Uh, on social media. Yeah, that dude's just fucking. Beast in it right now. Yeah, tomorrow they're doing a whole weekend. Tomorrow, Sunday, they're rolling heavy because the tournament's almost over. End of the month, they're getting ready for Wrestle Kingdom, which hell is, yeah, which is gonna be so good. Three I'm, nights. I can't. I'm. I'm actually considering taking off the two days. Three. Uh, well, the third night's not gonna be as it because that's be the, the that's, that's the Noah right. That's the third night's the pro wrestling Noah. That's gonna be amazing. Yeah, but that'll be on a weekend. So uh, tomorrow, Shingo is fighting uh, Oiwa, one of the young boys. Uh, Fale taking on Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask. Um, Yoshihashi and Goto taking on Takamichi Noku and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, all these are World Tag League matches, by the way. Hamna and Makabe, who haven't won a match yet in the tournament, are fighting um, Will Ospreay's crew, Aaron Hanare and the Great Okan. And then another Tag League match is Kojima and Tenzan, the, the legends against Sonata and Naito. And ZSJ and Taichi versus Takahashi and Evil from Bullet Club. And your main event is the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga Tangaloa versus Toriano and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hell yeah. Teaming up with Chaos and the very weird time in our lives. All right, so I didn't watch, I did not watch AEW. And before we go play this, just one, a couple of things. I mentioned that Jonathan Gresham was going to start his own promotion. I got the name of it. It's called Terminus. Um, oh, I did hear about that. And it's going to be um, like a grappling, like a pure kind of thing. It like starts a... up in January. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad for him. And Seth Rollins actually put him over on social media. Which well, is yeah. Cool. They're all friends. I'm, I'm happy about that. And Freddie Prince Jr. is talking to TV networks about starting his own promotion. How do you feel about that? I, I It's so funny. Like As like the weeks and months go on in, 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 in the world... Like I I don't I never realized how entwined he was. Well, he wrote. He wrote for WWE. But I don't know what he, I don't, it was like two years. Or like I didn't was, even know it was that was long. Doing, it was like in like the mid two thousands, maybe not maybe like two thousand ten around there, and uh, you know, and and like I said, I could be getting that wrong, but like I didn't realize like how how big of a fan he is. I mean, at this point, at I and I was saying this. When do we become saturated with 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 all this stuff? I, you know, my my thing is I don't care. 
more wrestling for me the better. Yeah. It's, it is saturated, but... it's I, I, I'm almost starting to get there. In the same breath, though, just to see somebody else's perspective of his caliber, of what he brings to the table... Like I said, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. But if you're entertaining and it's fun, people will watch it. And it's all about... what. Listen, TV networks are inundated right now with reality shows which I was not forced to, but I watched uh, these uh, Real Housewives, these um, these super shows that they have. Like they, they pull all the women from all these different areas of the world and they put them, on a fu- and they put them in a house and, they, and it's like there's more plastic in these women. Yeah. And it's just, and, it's just, and all they do is fight. And, and, and people love this stuff. And I sat there and I lost brain cells watching it. I'm like, people are actually invested emotionally in these characters and these women. Networks are inundated with 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 dramas about civil servants, um, and hospitals, reality shows, and game shows are making a comeback. So anything else is more entertaining than that. I can tell you that. Me, I watch fucking sports all the time and documentaries and and you know whatever. But uh-huh. I I don't watch any network television except for uh, Jimmy Fallon's got a new uh, t- uh game show called That's My Jam. Oh yeah yeah, and it's hysterical. Right, but I like I like anything that involves music. Um, there's a Shazam. Um, Jamie Foxx does a, does a music one too. Anything that involves music, I like. So, I'm gonna play the the the, the famous promo that happened the other night on on um, on Dynamite that Jay and I did not see or hear. But uh, and then you get our you get our points, you get our opinions on them, and then we'll go to break. So let's play this real quick. Punk had just finished his match. Cut his music. Cut his music. Oh, MJF, cut. MJF comes out in a, in a Hanukkah Fucking love suit, it. by the way. Fucking love a full it. Hanukkah suit with, with his scarf. Cut his music. struggling to beat the likes of QT Marshall and Lee Moriarty. I guess the only thing you're the best in the world at nowadays is trying to get in Britt Baker's pants. What's the matter, PG Punk? You look unamused. Coincidentally, that's exactly what Britt would look like if you got her in the bedroom. Buddy, you ain't CM Punk. You're one pump jump. All heat. All heat all the time with Maxwell. Only fair that CM Punk be able to respond. Shut up, Excalibur. No one wants to hear you. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Shut up, Excalibur. No one wants to hear you.
you got a lot of nerve coming out here talking about pants, Britt Bakers or otherwise, when you're clearly wearing Larry David's pajamas. <laughs> eh. No, you don't get to do the ad. I do the ad. You, you can ad. talk all you want about me struggling beating QT or beating Lee Moriarty. The fact is, they're both better than you, and you know it. That's cute. That's cute. That's hey. cute, Georgia. It's hey, hey, cute. hey. Shut up. You shut up. I'll shut up. Bring your little needle dick into this ring right now, and I'll kick your ass all the way back to Long Island. Needle dick. Right Almost like The Rock trying to get it over. Takeover Club will be in the house. Oh, no shit. Domingos will, will be there. finally be amongst fans who that I love and appreciate and the feelings mutual, buddy. I'm going to be better than Piper in Portland. Ooh. I'm going to be better than Brett in Canada. Wow. I'm going to be better than CM Punk in Chicago. <laughs> Laugh all you want, dipshit. Because I am going to be amongst a sea of people rocking the burb, chanting my name at the top of their goddamn lungs. Wow. Love it. No, no, no. Speaking of loud, speaking of loud noises, I guess you must have brought your dog Larry this week because I could hear him yip-yapping away in the back. And I'm going to be honest, friend to friend, man to man, if I were you, I wouldn't bring that flea-ridden, disgusting maggot of a dog around here anymore. Because if you do, if you do, PG Punk, I'm going to put Larry to sleep. Oh. You don't go after a guy's pet. Sorry. CM Punk making a beeline for MJF and MJF. Oh, wait a second. Wardlow, yeah. Of course, MJF with backup. I don't think Punk has. With Wardlow. Oh, maybe he does. Just stepping between himself and Punk. Two refs and a Wardlow. Money well spent by MJF because I, CM Punk. I tell you one thing. It, that proves with beyond a shadow of a doubt that MJF is arguably the best on the mic right there because how long has wrestling been around and not one time have you ever heard anybody about like you know euthanizing someone's pet and got it over like got distinct heat from it as Augie stares down Uncle Jay like yeah right Uncle he's Uncle like Jay. yeah I, I ain't talking about you Augie Augie's like damn Uncle Jay yeah but 
God, that was so good. And how do you top the, the, the exchange that they had the week prior? They just did it. And that's yeah. and that's the that's the beauty of this. And this is why we wanted Punk to come back because and He's they gonna, they laid mention to it the week prior where he said, "Oh, there's a reason why I didn't mention you, like you know, because I knew we would just get underneath your skin and all this stuff." And this is going to be good. I, the, the match is without a doubt second rate compared to the in ring and the build up to it. I, right, I, you, you're not going to top it in in a sense of the action. I mean, they 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 can and and probably will, but. The build up to it is it's like it's what I always say about like I always I, I love the band Zach Brown band. I love all their songs. But every time I, I love seeing them live, but I leave disappointed because I want to hear different and more songs. And it's the and, and I think it's gonna be along the same lines as this. I'm the opposite with Iron Maiden or bands like that where I don't want to hear the new shit. New shit's okay. Not as inspiring as the other yeah. shit is. But I want to hear Run to the Hills. I want to yeah. hear Aces High. I want to hear fucking, you know, Fear of the Dark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is where CM Punk should be. Absolutely. Him putting the next world, the next generation over. Um, like I said, he's not the CM Punk that I love in the ring anyway. Yeah. Um, but he's serviceable for this. Mm-hmm. And we know MJF is a star. And he's his star gets brighter and brighter and brighter every time he has a feud. Yep. Whether it's Jericho, whether it's um, Darby Allen, whether it's uh, what's the other one he that I liked he had with uh, shit, forget her. I'm forgetting already. But Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, right? Yeah. But the 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 Moxley. Yep. These feuds are with top guys in top spots in top situations. Yep. It's all on the top. So now it's his turn. You know, it's... You got Danielson. You got all these guys going for... Omega's still there. Paige is my our champion, but MJF is that dude. Yep. It It's his time now. Arguably, this was the feud he wanted... When when we thought that CM Punk was coming back... Right, we said that. This yeah. was the first one we thought so of. So this is going to be the... the I, I, I thought the catapult was Jericho. I'm taking that back. It's going to be the punk feud because now whoever is the champion, by the time he gets to them, it's his time. Now, the question is, is this CM Punk's first loss? It's going to have to be. In Long Island? Yeah. If you don't put him over in his hometown. Well, I don't think, well, I don't think they're fighting there. I think they're just, he's doing. Oh, he's fighting. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, No, you're right. You're right. He's not fighting in Long Island. He's fighting. But if you don't. If you don't put him over, period. Yeah. Not in his hometown. I, mean, I take that back. If you don't put him over, period, shame on you. Yeah. You know? Not that it's his, Punk's fault, but I mean, I'm saying like who was writing it. I mean, there's Tony Khan 50-50 booking. We talked about that already. Yeah. Um, And I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for it now. This is what I want. Yeah. Um, And he's and he's a New York guy, too. I, I, I'm, I'm so fucking New York biased. I, I cannot wait. So, like, so now... You know they're coming to Long Island. I I really hope I really hope that my phone's blowing up. I'm sorry, dude. that's all right. We'll try no, no, that's all right. Possible. They really, they really. Uh, I hope MJF's parents come out. <laughs> in Long Island. Oh my God! They yeah, cut promos against MJF. Yeah, of course. Mom might give him a fucking fresh one. I can't wait. 
All right. Anything else we want to break? Nah, I think that's it, bro. I've covered all my. I've covered all our bases. I think. Yeah. Um, we'll take a quick break. We're gonna plug our friends. We got a cool throwback for you, and Jay's gonna use his phone probably again. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Listen to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We're live on the rant, live to tape. And by the way, you are part of the Shining Wizard Network and part of Dark Satellite Media. I forgot to mention that in the beginning because I'm absent-minded, but I love you guys. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us... We will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Manager Paul Bear, you cannot be happy with the decision of President Jack Tully ordering the rematch this Tuesday in Texas with your man, The Undertaker, facing the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, Mr. Okerlund, nothing is immortal, not even Hulkamania. Hulkamania died 
services almost immediately. But not in the case of Hulkamania. We'll hold him over. Yes, right in the embalming room of my funeral parlor. And sometime between now and Tuesday, we will eviscerate him. Oh, yes, eviscerate his bluing flesh. Oh, that stench. We warned you what was in store for Hulk Hogan. And now, Mr. Okerlund, let me enlighten you what we have in store for Hulkamania. Look into the coffin. You look, Mr. Okerlund. Look, Hulkamania, it died in Survivor Series. Now, the only thing left is this Tuesday the burial? Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. I apologize for the dead air. <laughs> dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. I, that reminds me of, uh, remember Billy Joel? Years ago at the Grammys, they shut down, they, they, you know, they gave, they played the music on Frank Sinatra. So Billy Joel's performing that night. This is like 92, 93. He's performing that night and he had a break in the song. And he just looks at the crowd, he looks at the camera and he goes, advertisement seconds going on. And he just completely... You know, clap back at at the Grammys, going. You want to you want to shut down on the King? I'm gonna shut down on you. Like it's an amazing thing. So that's a, the first thing I just thought of. Yeah, my my screen frozen. So and I had a and then I had a brain fart after that. Let's get into the throwback. And now here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, so technically this this aired on March 12th of 1991. Yes. However, it was recorded tonight, yes, 30 years ago from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas, 8,000 paid. It is WWF this Tuesday in Texas and Gorilla Monsoon Bobby Heenan on a stick. Your buy rate is a 1.2 million. What would they would be doing for this right now? Right. Couple of dark matches, but let's get into the dark matches real quick. First off, the, these dark matches. I mean, could you not substitute two matches on here for the, some of these dark matches? Well, the last dark match I would have. The first thought was the the Harris brothers, Ron and Don Harris, uh, Jake and Eli Blue, as you know them as sometimes. Defeated yep. Brian Costello and Brian Donahue as two jobbers. Dale Wolf fought Sir Charles. I don't know who the hell Sir Charles was. Oh, yes, you do, pal. Oh, was it Charles do, Wright? Uh, doing a little uh, investigating. Oh, it was the, the Godfather, The right? Godfather. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I had to do a little investigating to find it, but yes. Yeah. Um, And Chris Walker, you know, uh, he wrestled as Conan, yep. a bunch of other names. He wrestled Brian Lee, primetime Brian Lee, fake Undertaker. 
as you know him. Mm-hmm. Chris Chavez. Who we do know as. As Tonka. Yes. Beat J.W. Storm, who was... That, uh, I don't know who it is. He was Jeff Warner. He was... um. It wasn't Jeff Warner a fake sting. Oh, Jeff Farmer. Jeff, no, that's Jeff Farmer. Jeff Warner was um Minnesota guy. He was trained by uh Eddie Sharkey, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course <laughs> the main event of the dark matches, Roddy Piper beats uh, um, I'm sorry, Rick Flair beats Roddy Piper. Yeah, which like you said, I mean, you you had an, another match, which I you know we'll, we'll say it later. What was the other match? Was the dark match? Oh, I had a few. I had Nasty Boys against I don't the Bushwhackers. Oh well, I didn't have those on on my. Yeah. What, what else? And then I had Legion of Doom against the Rockers. Against the Rockers? Yeah, for the tag team championship. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's oh, just wow. it's bizarre. So it was a whole card and they just taped a couple of matches for the pay per view. For the pay per view, which is, it was bizarre that they that they didn't like the tag team match I understand. Like that the championship match should have been on. I mean you you you, you air the Repo Man and Ted DiBiase against Virgil and Tito Santana. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you add that. And then you have Flair against Piper. Piper. You could have replaced the, the Bulldog. Newly, and- the newly fucking guy that you have signed, Ric Flair, you is now predicated to the fucking You could have replaced the, bull, the Bulldog and the Warlord with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I, listen, I actually enjoyed the, the Bulldog and Warlord It wasn't a bad match. match. I'm just, I actually you're, you're, enjoyed that now match. Now that I know that those matches occurred, I didn't know that. My, my, my listing didn't have those. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the first televised match. Yes. For the Intercontinental Championship, Bret Hart, yep. uh, the, new, the new IC champion, defending against Skinner, Steve Kern. Which, uh, you know, like I said... Knowing, I guess now knowing a little bit more about Steve Kern, obviously oh. you you know you he's he's the fabulous ones and you know yep. you know bow tie suspenders good hand though. but he's more more of a Skinner type than he is a fucking gigolo yeah it's you true. know and excellent excellent I love this match I I you know um, the layout of it the, it, it was and once again I think it's. It's it's the time period. It's it's the way I look back on it. This is how wrestling is supposed to be. It 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 starts slowly, then then all of a sudden Skinner gets the way. Yeah. Babyface makes the comeback. Yep. You know, I, I I really enjoyed this match. If you give Bret Hart the right dance partner, you're gonna get a good dance. Oh yeah. Thirteen minutes forty six seconds. Bret gets the win. Like Jay said, it it st- the pace was perfect, um, and it went well. Um, which bothers me because the next match only went six minutes and twenty five seconds, and, and and that once again it, it's bizarre. I, I but I wish this match would have went longer. Obviously, we're we're, we're shutting down one of it, it's probably uh, once again maybe giving too much thought to this. But I think the reason why this storyline is so highly regarded is because of it's the idea of. It's it's it was a short blip, excuse me, like a Kurt Cobain, like Kurt Cobain changed music, obviously for what he did. But you have to ask the question: If he did not die in '94, would he have changed music? Is is would he have as a big of an impact as the he did? scene? I don't think it was him personally. The scene, the, the scene. Yeah, he was a good songwriter, but that scene had a lot of. You know, there a lot of supporting cast members. You know, it's Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, yes. fucking Pearl Jam, who's still going 30 years later. And, w- and so once it was Alice again, in Chains, but... W- once again, not taken away from it, 
but the the cultural icon that is Kurt Cobain. You 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 you're putting that. You're spotlighting him. If and if he didn't die, would the genre would the genre have been as strong yeah, as it or, was? Yeah, that's what that's what I think. And and, and it, it took all, it took all your glam metal away though. I know. Glam. Well, I think maybe that's why I have I have I a hard. You're kind of bitter about that. <laughs> but I, you know, and 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 me, I think, you know, if. This match was so impactful. Like this six, seven minutes. I know, I know. And the stuff that happened after the match was so impactful that I think that it does, it leaves you wanting more. And I think the, 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 the first off, the promo before the match from both guys, yes, from, yes. from Macho and Jake was amazing. I think the promos after the match, which is, which, Leads you to believe, like, why it kind of died right there is peculiar. Um, and that might be leading into, you know, maybe Macho's, you know, his, what we know about him, how intense he was. But, God, the stuff that happened in this match, was it was just, just like Jake says, I, I think it's, it is a thing of beauty. And it, and he does more. He does so much more with what's not being told. Like the idea of like he's he's telling Elizabeth, I want you to beg. Like and he's insinuating a sexual thing, but it but it's not. It's almost a sadistic Correct. You know what I mean? And yep. and and maybe like I said, I I'm somebody I'm so I, I, I do it all the time. I look too much into things, but it was it was so perfectly done. That to me, I almost I'm almost glad that it didn't go anymore, because yeah. it, it did it did just fall off a cliff, and then we're moving into Macho. We're almost moving into the same storyline, essentially with Macho Man and and Flair, whereas Elizabeth is a part of the the storyline as well, just to a bigger extent with 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 uh, Nature Boy. But to me. There was no wasted motions. Yeah, everything meant something. Even to the point where Jake is going underneath the ring and getting a bag, and you know, there's no snakes allowed at at, at ringside. But he, it's yeah, this psychological. On the take Tony bought in your house and bothered all the reptiles. You know, um, and 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 like you said, like to me, it's just it's, you know, you want to you want to show people why you watch wrestling. Watch this. It, but yeah, and it, it for me it was more anticipated than the title match because of like you said the promos and the psych- psychology and and both guys Savage being suspended or retired, bringing him back into the fold like yes. the, and the snake incident and then Jake just being Jake. Then you get the next match and you're like, well, Randy Savage beats Jake obviously at six minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah, but but like Jay mentioned, what happened after the matches? What, but what, but even like you said, like and and they they pushed the envelope here in ninety one for ninety one. Yeah, of sla- course. they push it now. Forget about it. Jake yeah. Jake would be canceled if if, if, <laughs> if today's if today's culture police you, fucking caught this. You're right. You're right. Hundred percent. You know, but he the idea of you know. That he wins the match, and then, like you said, after the fact, you know, Jake DDTs him and all this stuff, and, you know, that psychological aspect of it. I just, and then, like I said, even just talking about it now, is like, what could have been? Like, what could have happened 
with this. It's like even like the same thing with like Skinner or something with Ronnie Van Zandt dying in '77. Like what could like they lived on and it's Bon Scott, uh, Jeff, uh, um, John Bonham. Yeah, you can. I mean, what could have been? What could have been? Of course, um, the drummer from uh, the Who. Um, oh, uh, Pete Moon. Pete Moon was a fucking Keith psych- Moon. Keith, Keith Moon. Moon. I'm sorry. Keith Moon was a psychopath. But if he would have stayed alive, would the Who have gone in that direction? That Daltrey took them in with the fucking symphonies and, and, and all the stuff that, that um Pete Townsend was writing. I, yeah, I get it. It just goes to show the impact that a performer can have yeah. on a genre. Period. But it's just it's just like the the, the match itself was I, I and it's probably you know, the match probably if if you look at it in a bubble, probably not that good. But the storyline that surrounds it before and after yeah. makes makes the salad course that much better because it's like going to Sizzler and getting that second salad because you know? because the match wasn't good but man the the pre and post match stuff was just hundred so much better hundred percentile I get it and then like I said then you go to the next match and then you got you got the warlord against the bulldog which I, I enjoyed this match but this match went like fucking twelve minutes twelve minutes forty five seconds you could have knocked off half of this give me another six minute match. And give Jake and Savage a twelve minutes, or 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 put this match on the pre-show and, and give us fucking Piper, Piper and, and 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 Flair who have chemistry, yeah, like legit because they were they were friends, they were tag team partners, they were enemies. I, and I tell you, like the the Warlord, I mean, the epitome one, the epitome of a pro wrestler in a sense of this big lumbering guy who looks so menacing. He had such a great look. You know, um, not as good as a wrestler. You know, I I I don't want to really kind of cast too he much. He was a tag shade. team wrestler. Yeah, I don't want to cast at too best. much shade at him. But you know, no, listen, late 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 eighties, early nineties. He, he was, was what, he, he was a steroid guy. Yeah, right. He admitted it, and he he was part of the he was part of the whole the whole program. And yeah, he, you know, he was a tag team wrestler who broke off, and. You know, and this is when Bulldog was, you know, they were trying to push him as a singles guy. Yeah, they and we we're going to lead into obviously you know, he had a good match here, but you know, we're going to push him in, in, in as a singles going Next into year, the Summer yeah, Slam, which I can't wait. I cannot dope. wait to watch. That might be our that might be our 10th anniversary uh Yeah. Show. Ooh, that might be a good that's a that's a good watch. SummerSlam Wembley. 92, Wembley Stadium. Uh this match was good, but like you said, I mean compared to you know the tag match. I would love to have seen Legion of Doom against the Rockers, which I I don't, to my knowledge, I've never seen that. They they weren't, but they were both faces. Yeah. So on house shows, that was normal. It wasn't normal to us though. You yeah. You see, you didn't see that a lot. You know, especially with two faces. Last time I saw that on a WWF card was the Wrestling Classic. Yes. When when uh was it Dan, that was Dave, I think it was Davey Boy Davey. that fought Ricky Steamboat. Yes. You know, you, you didn't see a lot of that now. You didn't see it back then. That wasn't really a thing. But uh, and it's funny. I actually just you know not not quote unquote not watching wrestling, but I the other morning, I went on Hulu and they have the Dark Side of the Ring. I actually watched the Dynamite Kid episode. Which, oh ooh, my God, great, ooh. huh? And uh, you know they don't really talk too much about Davy Boy, which you know I guess you know, but he plays. I think they kind of left that part out, which I, we're taking a, a, a huge sidebar here, but that's what we do. They 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 um. They left that part out of of the the Dynamite Kid story, which I think does play like they they made a big deal out of him, you know, punching Jacques Rougeau and Jacques Rougeau punching him back, and they're saying that's what broke him. But they don't talk about the partnership that was 
Davy Boy Smith and 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 a Dynamite Kid, where Dynamite, you know, Davy Boy Smith essentially went into business for himself and and coined. well, he had to because Dynamite went into uh, a depression. He got injured. Yeah, he took himself to Japan, tried to start another Bulldog team with Johnny Smith, and it was like, all right, it wasn't the same, but like, yeah. and then of course, you know, Dynamite was just trying to make more money and be more prominent, but it just wasn't gonna. I feel like he wanted to be a singles guy and he couldn't. Yeah, which I think I think which pushed Chris Benoit to be where he was at. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. Because he mimicked his career on Dynamite Kid in more ways than in more ways than one, <laughs> right? But in the same breath, he pushed himself to the point where he went insane and fucking yeah. killed his family. So I'm not saying Dynamite what, Dynamite Kid did that, but yeah. you know, but like but you, you see what my point. To, my point. to, to get back to the, the match was good. The match was every you know they had the you know the full Nelson competition and all this stuff. Which led led me to think about what was, in your opinion, what was Davy Boy's downfall? Like why, why wasn't he as as big as say a Bret Hart? It, you know, he had charisma, he had the in ring stuff. Was it his personal stuff behind be. the scenes? Had to be because he went he 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 that point he went to WCW yeah and became like a. A, a star. Yeah, he was a main event with Sting and Vader, and you know. But he was never the main. No, event. he wasn't. Yeah, and it it falls under that whole Luga thing, probably where he was. You know, maybe they knew he was abusing his body. Maybe he was an asshole. Maybe he didn't. You know. Yeah. Maybe he had that stigma as a tag team wrestler. Yeah. A lot of guys got shoehorned into being a tag team wrestler, but when they break off, it was like, listen. Marty Jannetty was IC champion for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Marty Jannetty was a good hand, but he was shoehorned as a tag team wrestler. But where where Sean got the got the glitz and the glamour and rightfully so, but when when they break up a tag team where both guys are good and one and it's not just you know how you break up a tag team one guy is better than the other obviously, like Bret Hart's better than Jim Neidhart. Yeah, right? but but the difference with the with the Rockers was arguably Marty Jannetty was the better wrestler. At he was a more right, but but dynamic. Sean had Sean had more of a of Sean was more well rounded. Where Marty didn't have like the at well actually, um, Matt Squires puts your face on Marty Jannetty or our faces on Marty Jannetty. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, on a PSA not to smoke. Oh shit! I hope I hope I don't get kicked through the window now. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> um, I think he yeah. So he yeah. So now it's like you know. They, they, a lot of these guys got shoehorned into that stigma, like being t- almost like like an actor and actress being typecasted. Yeah, you know, so they didn't take the time to invest in. Uh, you know, look, look, look at Barry Dosso. Dosso was forever a tag team wrestler. Forever, he was Crusher Khrushchev. Yeah, he was Smash. And then he becomes the Repo Man. Yeah, he becomes Blacktop Bully. Like it's just you get sh- when you get shoehorned and you're a good hand into these fucking gimmicks just to, to stay relevant. It kind of puts a damper on your whole your whole yeah, shit. Yeah, but it's but it's like but it's the same thing. But like, and and I'll just push back because it's it's not like Bulldog took on another gimmick. He basically said the same. Like. Like my 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 point being is that obviously when the British Bulldogs were together and you and you're more of the expert on this because I've seen a, a lot of their matches but you know the, the 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 hype I don't see what everybody else saw because like I said it's a, that's the generation before me 
but was he exposed then like you said he wasn't the 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 the, the wrestler that he was perceived to be which i believe is what marty Jannetty's downfall was and in that breakup I always looked at Marty as he, Marty was the guy that not that he was the leader, but he was the perceived leader. But we all know that Sean was this huge breakout star ready to happen. And when Marty went out on his own, he got exposed. Once again, I think you can coincide. You can connect the personal choices of Marty Jannetty and, and, and Davy Boy Smith for that matter. But in Davy Boy's case, I just think that he, I don't think he was one dimensional. He was a good hand but you know in the match with Bret Hart obviously Bret Hart's steering the match but the story goes that he was partying the night before so basically Davy Boy was in fucking autopilot and still pulled off a great match but maybe that was his downfall was the idea that he was all about the party scene and wrestling came second whereas with Sean was about the party scene but wrestling obviously did take precedent I don't know. I, I the gimmick was always there. He had a look to him. He could wrestle. There, I think he got stigmated into either either backstage politics and yes. or and and or the shoehorning the shoehorning yeah. <laughs> of um, of him being a tag team wrestler. All right. Speaking of Barry Dosso, the next match: the Repo Man and Ted DiBiase with Sensational Queen Sherry, not the Queen anymore. Yep. Um, against El Matador, Tito Santana, and Virgil. Um, this all makes sense because all the guys are feuding with each other. Uh, again, another match that went too fucking long. Eleven and a half minutes. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, we're we're, we're rounding out almost a year of the Virgil DiBiase storyline here. Like it's like you know we're yeah. still going with this, and I'm not saying that it's you know old hat, but it lost a bit of steam. You saying? Yeah, like and then once again, now we're introducing the Repo Man, you know, and Tito Santana, the El Matador. Like you know, we're at this. In between style now, where we got Repo Man, we got all these kind of gimmicky stuff. El Matador, which personally me, I always actually kind of liked El Matador. I you know I always knew who Tito Santana was, and I was like, why is he the El Matador? I was like, oh well, maybe he's a bullfighter now. Like you know, <laughs> but it's just, uh, just like we need something. New. We need something new for Tito. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's let's just put let's put a cape with him, and we'll just say he's a Matador. That's it. Put That's him right. out. Yeah. But to me, you know, it is this match didn't need to be on the pay per view. Once again, looking at trying to compare apples to apples, nasty boys, bushwhackers. Yeah, you know, even that match may have been better. Uh, but a little definitely, bit. definitely the tag match, the other tag match, like you said, for the for the championship would have been great. Speaking of bushwhackers, t- shout out to our boy Tommy Fierro. He's running the IC the ISPW promotion now, and he just. Is co-owners with one of the Bushwhackers now. They bought a piece of the company. Oh, get out. Uh, I think it's Luke or Butch. I forget which one it is. But then one of them bought the company with him. So they, no they, shit. They need to be running shows with them. So that's pretty cool. ISPW. I got to check have, that we out. We have to call Tommy and make it out there. I yeah. know I know he's having a convention in May. So we should be out there. We have a table still paid for. Um, And here we go. Main event. First off, I love this fucking Hogan promo. The Hogan promo. Oh, you want me to play it? No, you don't have to play it. Okay. I, they, but I, I, I just love... Once again, going back to the nostalgia of it, I, I, the the Undertaker promo, or I should say, you know, Paul Bearer promo from the end, you know, that they played in the beginning of the show was great. Um, what was even better about it, and WWF at this point was really working cinematically, where the different cut shots, 
All right, you know, and then they'd open up the casket and the camera was inside and Taker and Gene Oakland are looking inside. I, I, I played that one. Great. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, but it's the, the, the video aspect of it was, was great, too. Um, yeah, the green, and, the light. And yeah. they did it here, too, with Hogan. Once again, going back to... And it's almost like we're going to take the pin out of the conversation with the Hogan stuff because why why the sudden... Why take the belt off to put it back on? Obviously, they were getting to an area of... They needed to do some kind of some kind of gaga, as Pat Patterson would say, and they need to have the the title be held up, and which is going to bring into the greatest Royal Rumble coming up, ninety two. Um, which, by the way, we're going to be doing a thirtieth uh, anniversary show in January. Yes, and Kevin Shining Wizards Kevin will most likely be joining us. Oh, we're up via satellite. Awesome. Oh, that's even better. Because he references it every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but. So, once again, with the benefit of hindsight, okay, it makes sense. But at the time, why put the belt on, take it just to take it off? But now it does make sense. Right. But I remember just thinking that at the time. And this match, I I didn't see this live. I didn't see it at the time. But I remember the match. It was on a Coliseum video with Hulk Hogan's. It was Hulkamania's greatest matches. It was like Hulkamania three or Hulkamania four. Yeah, yeah, and the the match itself, you know, the 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 Survivor Series match was good. This match was, I think, in my opinion, a little bit better. I think you said that last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I had to watch it again. Um, I don't know if it was better. I think it was just the same. I felt like there was a little more energy in this match. Cause yes. It, right? Does that make sense? I think so. Um, I try to grade Hogan's matches, like, you know, not biased. I don't like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Right? But I have to respect the lineage, and I have to respect the, the stories that he put out for us in this sense, because this was great. Um, and, you know, he's he's helping building stars, right? They're building Bret Hart. They're building Undertaker. They're, they're, they're building stars now, right? They're building the Bulldog. They're mm-hmm. trying to, right? Legion of Doom, yeah. Refre- re re repackaging the re- Legion of Doom, right? So, um, this was probably better in 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 the sense that it gave the fan hope that oh my god, he's gonna get the belt back. Hopefully, yes. You know? There's no way he can lose now. He's the big hero. Yeah, you got to beat the dead man. You know, where you know, in hindsight. Taker was like, man, I, you know, I, he, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. I'm a year in. I'm just like a year into the character. I'm just happy to be here. And, and But it's also, too, it's also, uh, and it's it's validation for, for, for Undertaker. Yes. Because, like like we said last week, uh, two weeks ago, uh, you know, Taker left WCW with Ole Anderson telling him, like, nah, ain't nobody going to pay money to see you. And it's like, now it's like, motherfucker, I, j- I have arguably the... The, the world heavyweight title. Like, you know, NWA is one thing and WCW is one thing, but WWF was the number one promotion and he held the belt. And albeit for a short time, but nonetheless, he still beat Hulk Hogan. Think of the list of people who beat Hulk Hogan at this time. You only have Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna. Well, Yokozuna. well that's later After, on. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior, and he lost the belt the other time. The- the twin referee magic. Andre. So that was... So then he only lost clean, you know what I mean, to Warrior. 
Uh, he has a pin, it's, uh, albeit not clean, but nonetheless, it's still a pinfall victory over Hulk Hogan. That's a fucking feather in the cap to Undertaker right there. And that's something that I think, once again, plays into obviously how Mark Callis is as a as a performer, but un, but also Vince McMahon's insight to or foresight, I should say, to how Undertaker can can progress. And he's like, oh, this guy's gonna stick around for a while because. It has all the, 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 the makings of a shitty gimmick. Listen, and he becomes a three-time world champion, Taker. So yeah. it's like, you know, uh, I can't. He won the Rumble five times. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Arguably, arguably he, is, he is pro wrestling's Joe Montana. Or like. He's, he's Vince's second greatest invention. Yeah. Next to Hogan. Next to, well, he, well. He if you, it depends on who you ask. Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's it, the the lineage. If you ask, up. if you ask Hulk Hogan, he he invented Hulk Hogan. He invented the he well. He stole, you know, he stole Austin Idol. He stole from Super Boogie Star Woogie Billy, Man. Super he stole Star from Billy Graham. Graham yeah. Stole from Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, made it, made it, put it in a big pot, made it happen right, in right. in eighty yeah. three. I get you in AWA. But that being said, without Vince's machine. It wouldn't have happened. So I, 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 I personally agree with you, but he's without a doubt Vince's Vince's greatest creation is the Undertaker. I think. I'm sorry, he won a Rumble twice, not five times. Yeah, right. But I, I, I like the match, and the really cool thing about it is, which funny enough was was kind of it was not made a big deal was the 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 use of the urn and what's inside the urn. It and it was not for whatever reason was kind of ignored. Throughout this whole time, and why I think it was on Coliseum videos and all oh, this stuff. PWI best heel of the year. That's yeah. why. Yeah. The gimmick, Paul Bearer, the urn. You know, it all makes sense. But like I said, the the fact that we we actually got to see what was inside the urn, which was just like, you know, Undertaker just basically says, "Here's some dead guy." You know, just threw a fucking dead guy. Right. At, yeah. <laughs> under, which is a great way to yeah, of course to win. Of course. You know, um, but. Like I said, it's it's kind of funny how the WWF ignored it. Like they didn't say anything. Like and then like the next time we see what's inside the urn is when Paul Bearer and a few years later shine in the light in one of the fucking empty arenas that they're in. And right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, so, so. I I like the match. And then like you said, all of a sudden, you know, Hogan's winning. Hogan's posing. And Jack Tunney is talking to the referee on the take Tunney, bu- building it up. What's gonna happen come January? Which we all know. That's all right, you know, you know. But the crowd was going crazy. The crowd was into it. Um, not many Hogan boos here, which was which. You know, they're in Texas. Uh, what is it, San Antonio? Uh, which yeah, is but, yeah, peculiar. But, yeah, but take it wasn't really built from Texas. They only knew where he was. He oh was no, t- but I'm just saying that the the the, the, the Hogan crowd? the Hogan shift. Oh right, right, was right, right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The Hogan shift was happening, and you know. This was a funny time, and by the way, just just a note, you know, aesthetically, Hogan looked like a shriveled up hot dog. His he looked, yeah. I, that was an unbelievable oh, tan because of what happened with the yeah, unbelievable tan he had. He looked like a fucking catches mitt. He did, he did. <laughs> but you know, this was this was 
you know, starting into a good time. We're working into my favorite WrestleMania. Just, you know, just nostalgia. WrestleMania 8 for me was always my favorite. That's your favorite? Yeah, that's good it's to just, know. We should... I think it's, because I've seen it 500 times. 30th anniversary we're doing you know, next year. Uh, I've, but it's just, this is an interesting time. Like, if for some reason, short of if I ever had a chance to ask Vince McMahon, it would be about this time. Be- between 91 and 92, the idea of like we can have we can have a, a, a minor sidebar here, which I don't know if we're ever, you know we'll talk about it when we do WrestleMania eight in in April. But the idea of the one eighty shift, this is fascinating to me because now Hogan lays mention to Ric Flair. Ric Flair, stay out of my business. I'm I'm getting the title back. Like you're still planting seeds for a Hogan Ric Flair match at WrestleMania. You're still planting those seeds and yet you blame it on how on, on house shows. And then like it, let's just look at the facts. Like you went to that you went to LA. Ric Flair was not an LA guy. You know, you went to like there was like other I, New York was one of them. Oh, the t- t- they weren't the southern territories that Flair. Even even like Philly, like you could have you could have had Hogan against Flair. Hogan and Flair didn't happen in Philly. Happened to in the, to me, I was at the first match in the Garden. Yeah, to me, this was, and like I said, I'm a Hulk Hogan fan. You 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 know you 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 know you acknowledge what he is, but I'm you're not, not a, a fan. Hogan I was fan. never a fan. No, this the. This shows you the political monster, I believe, that Hogan was. Hogan goes, he's protecting his spot. You know, like I said, at this time, Hogan's dipping his toe into into Hollywood. Hollywood ain't calling. So now you got to, I got to protect my spot, brother. You know, and, you know, (laughs) and my spot, brother. Like, I'm not jobbing to Ric Flair because that's where this was going. That's where this. Yeah. And and for for whatever reason, you know, you get cold feet. Ric Flair wins the title in '92. You know, wins it at the the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Shout out to Kevin. And it's the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And he and he loses to Macho Man. This is such throwing spaghetti at the wall booking. But look at the matches Flair had, though. I mean, we're going off the rails, but Flair had great matches after that with Bret Hart. With Piper, televised. By well, the way. I, I, DiBiase. He had great matches with DiBiase and the match and, with, Bret, and Bret Hart. Yeah, but the match with Bret Hart wasn't that good. Uh, at, was, at least on I, paper, I, I was all right. On I, thought, paper. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. But like to me, I would be. I would ask Vince, why the turnaround? Like, and and because you you bring these, you bring Hogan you, for whatever reason you waste. Hogan and Flair on House Mart. Uh, oh, we want to just test the market. But WrestleMania was happening in Indianapolis that year. So you're testing it in, in, in California. You're testing it in New yeah, York. It's... Bring Flair to where he is. You want to build him up on your TV. Like, to me, this screams of a man stroking his Fu Manchu going, uh, I don't think so, brother. Like, mm-hmm. and Makes sense. That's what that is to me. And I, I I don't know what it is. Like and I'm just fascinated on that. So that's what I would have to ask Vince. Like wh- yeah. why? Because even cuz it just doesn't make sense. You had Hogan, you had I'm sorry, you had Macho, Jake the Snake. All of a sudden now you got to throw cards around and now you got to put Jake with Undertaker, which was a great uh pairing. 
the, the once again the 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 funeral parlor the 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 the, the stuff with that was excellent stuff um Macho against Ric Flair, great fucking match. Um, great storyline. I'm glad it happened. But why leave all these loose ends? You know, and then you got Psycho Sid coming in. You know, he came in around this time. And you know, you, now he's main eventing WrestleMania, which, by the way, word on the street, Sid wasn't happy at this time. Like, he came in, kind of regretted it instantly. Ends up going back to WCW, but <clears throat> Vince keeps him around. Why? Because we need a heel. We need a heel for Hogan. So that's to me Hogan going to Vince. Yo, you got to pay Sid to stay. Like I, I don't know. To me, it makes sense. I Hogan mean, is this massive heel. No, it makes sense, dude. Behind the no, no, you, it makes sense. You know, and no one will admit to it because you know. I I agree, and like I said, the only guys that are gonna know are the Hogan and Flair. And 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 Flair who are BFFs now, by the way. Yeah, and and Flair ain't gonna talk about Hogan, and Flair ain't gonna talk about Vince. You know, like I said, I not like that, not like that, not like that at all. No. And that's 100%. why Vince McMahon, I think a a a real real tell all book, and there's a lot of stories, but I'd love Vince to come in and just separate the fact from fiction. We're never, that, we're never gonna get it. No, we're not. We're never gonna get it. That's a whole other podcast, by the way. Um, I know that's Tuesday in Texas. Could you? Could you? Yeah. Could you imagine? Uh, uh, last thing, because I, I I've been listening to on Anderson's podcast with uh, Conrad, and he's doing this great autobiographical thing about eighty five and eighty six. Oh, and dude, I, like, I I know you're not a Conrad guy. I gotta hear it though. Yeah, but on Anderson's approach to it is amazing, and I would love love for Vince McMahon to do. There has to be something like Vince is so forward thinking that I think Vince knows that after he dies, he's like Prince. (laughs) He's going to have a thousand (laughs) hours of stuff just constantly making money. I think. Listen, if if that's the case, then um, it's brilliant. And Vince, uh, he'll probably listen even if he tells a half truth, it's still it's still riveting. Well, like because of all the shit that went on, you know. Of course, and so. like you said, but you know, there's there's moments of, and I really think I think we're gonna do. I would love to do a like a roundtable about Vince McMahon, like everybody's opinion, because he fascinated. Oh, that would like, be a rant the, EM special for, for whatever reason. As of late, he's fascinating me because I think you watch like the Andre the Giant. You, but you, uh, not to cut you off. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to do it, like in decades. Yes, you'd have to go eighties, nineties, two thousands. Yeah, I think you. I, I think I think it's. I think it's something that can. That's three podcasts. That, yeah. that that you you you'd have to diligently pull wrestlers' gimmicks, salary, you know, like all this. You'd have to pull up like all of all of your. Conspiracy theories Yes and I'm doing the air quotes No one sees me But Jay knows what I'm talking about You'd have to pull up All of your theories um, To Coincide with Why It's All this is Is a It's a fucking He is an enigma It's Period Hands down And And let alone All this stuff I mean, like I said, we're taking it really into the woods here Yeah But like he He's fascinating in that In, in that sense Because as a guy who, you know, 
he he had you know money troubles in the '80s. You know, bought bought Georgia Championship Wrestling, sold it back to the Crockett's. Allegedly, used that money to to fund WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania probably would have happened anyway because he, he was because he was because he was because think about you had you had Gorilla Monsoon, you had Arnold Skoland, and you had I think there was another two months. Oh, what the other guy was young. Was he around then? George, whatever the fuck his name was. I know you're talking about. But he had he had those guys who he was still paying from buying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think he would have just tapped into that ATM and gone. Listen, I I have this vision. It's gonna work. We're gonna we're gonna mix MTV with with with, with pop God, culture. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. You know, so I I think it might have happened anyway. But the fact that he even did that, and then like there's even a story about years later when he. Uh, he sued WCW for with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash for using their likeness. Which, by the way, I don't care what anybody says. Scott Hall came out talking like Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, of course. Like, so, be that as it may, he sued them. And supposedly, you know, the story with WCW is that every time you would sue them, you would sue them for an, a certain amount of dollars, and they would just pay you off. And I think they said that whatever the settlement was, basically Vince used to buy the company. Back. Yeah, look how that turned out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that that let's uh, keep that I, I think we I think we put our heads together. I think we can get that going. Yeah, a little do, Vince McMahon podcast. I don't I, yeah, we reach out to the uh network affiliates. So the Wizards would do it. I'm sure uh, I'm sure I'm definitely no double A and Tony C and, Yeah, I'd and love to get double A's take. Yeah, on he that. would definitely do that. He would definitely do that. We did a full awesome round table. It was amazing. Yeah, I think we should do like um, a Vince McMahon round table. Well, that is a quick death in a Tuesday in Texas. Yes. So let's, uh, let's get the hell out of here. So thank you very much for hanging out with us this week. We'll be back next week. We have two more shows before the Christmas break. It's going to be insane as the music cuts off because computer hates me. Technology hates me, but you know what? It's terminal throwbacks. It wouldn't be terminal throwbacks if it wasn't. <laughs> so we all know the social media handles. Uh, Jay doesn't know his, apparently. I don't. Yeah, I got to look it up. But uh, definitely hit us up, and we'll see you guys next week around this time. Uh, same bad. No, not even same bad time. Just around this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a Fridays. Great, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the war games, and uh, stay safe. Keep a tight ass. Don't get arrested. Don't get the clap, and don't get this new Omicron gimmick, all right? Omicron. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.